1: wash my hands of this
0: weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I am joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you doing today?
2: I am dead, exhausted, and I'm comatose. (laughs) This is me, the whole Friday show. No, I'm just kidding. I am, aside from those things, I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Happy it's Friday. Um, Looking forward to an awesome show. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Again, happy it's Friday. Looking forward to sleeping in tomorrow. Um, That's always the the little uh, cherry on the top at the end of my week.
2: Yeah, you always got to have that one day to look forward to. Now, since obviously I work at Costco as well, I don't have a weekend coming up, but I am looking forward to the next two days to sleeping in. I'm yeah, you don't stoked.
0: have to get up early for the show, which is yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked about that part. But otherwise, uh, you know, excited, like said, excited to do this. So
0: Very cool. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do every day with a question from my co-host. Now, I'm of the belief that uh, the vast majority of law enforcement are good people trying to do right and uphold the law. Now, there are that very small cross-section of law enforcement that abuse their power. And, uh, of course, we're seeing that you know, highlighted in great detail these days. But, Tony, in what ways do you think that a uh, sheriff's deputy could abuse their power as a uh, person in law enforcement?
2: Uh, well, and there's so many different ways. Where where do you start? You know, you like to think that they're always going to do the right thing, but um, you could abuse things like uh, you could start small, right? You pull over a buddy. You know, you have to pull a car over. It's a buddy or a buddy's wife. You let them off. But then the next car that goes by and does the same exact thing, you give them a ticket. So, you know, it's kind of not being fair across the board. That's one. Okay. minor. Uh, you could go... Um, Let's see. Uh, I've seen so many uh, so many crime movies. There's always the uh, greed of money, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's an upcoming Liam Neeson movie that's pretty much taken part 5000, <laughs> although it's just called something else. But like he's a he's a bank robber and he wants to do good and do his time so he, he he leads the detectives to the money so they take they find all this money he's telling the truth so they take it, but then they set him up and then they start killing people so you could get really crooked when it comes to money that could really tempt the greed there if they're being uh, wronged by the department or something so you know two examples i think of how uh, cops could go bad um it just you just never know you know i'd like to think that they won't ever do that but unfortunately you know circumstances if life's hard sometimes that pushes people to the brink and Never know. It happens with
0: anybody. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think the vast majority are good, but uh, anytime you get a cross section of any population, there's going to be a few bad apples, like this guy. The investigation into Caldonia County Deputy Sheriff Captain Stephen Bunnell. Involves allegations that he traded money and gifts for nude photos of two local women and paid hundreds of dollars to a third woman for sexual services at his home and in his sheriff's deputy cruiser at a local gun range that's according to court documents obtained by caldonian record through a public records request on tuesday Bunnell, who was second in command at the sheriff's department has been on paid leave since the accusations were made against him in an application for a search warrant requested in april by investigators from the vermont state police while the court did release a heavily redacted version of the warrant application in may most of it was sealed following the hearing for ninety days the seal expired expired on friday evening as of Tuesday afternoon, no criminal charges had been filed against Captain Bennell in connection with the investigation. The affidavit submitted by VSP Det- uh, Detective Sergeant Jacob A. Mateer details an investigation into Captain Bennell that began after St. Johnsbury police officers discovered social media interactions between Captain Bunnell and an accused drug dealer they arrested in February. According to the affidavit, Detective Metayer was investigating a report that the accused drug dealer was providing naked photo and photos to Captain Bunnell and was asking for an undisclosed favor. Probably a uh, "you scratch my back, I scratch yours" sort of thing. Uh, when he was interviewed, five exactly. What
2: are you going for? Yeah.
0: <laughs> when he was interviewed by state police about the allegations, Captain Bennell said it was all a big misunderstanding. According to the report, Banel said he had known the woman for years and that he had found out she was trying to stop using drugs. He gave her a cell phone and twenty dollars here or there. But as detectives continued to question Captain Bunnell, more details began to emerge. So, uh, you know, somebody who is in law enforcement and, uh, you know, understands the protocols doesn't sound like he did a very good job of uh, covering up what he was trying to do.
2: No, he sounds like he, A, is a crappy cop, yep. um, crappy detective, and an uh, even crappier person. So, uh you, my friend, get the big, fat poo-poo sound, which I don't have handy. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it just goes, <clears throat> he's terrible. Yeah. What an awful what an awful person.
0: So, yeah, definitely. For those that are in law enforcement, uh, that are, are the good guys, we definitely uh, thank you for your service and salute you. If you're one of those guys like Stephen Bunnell, then, uh, you know, maybe you should find another job.
2: Just Absolutely. Saying. Also, shout out to my favorite policeman, Rich Mahogany. It's not his real name, but that's what it is on Facebook for his safety. <laughs> he knows who he is. He tunes into the show.
0: Hey, Rich. Right on. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Well, it is Friday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you guys. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody
2: looking forward
0: well, We're certainly looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We like to take you into the weekend on an up note. We have a segment called Caught Red Handed. We have a call-in topic of want to play a drinking game. We have uh, Jump the Shark, This Day in History, and Tony is here up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere, and always remember... these messages, we'll
1: be right back. join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st.
0: Now, we love interacting with you guys, the listeners, whether you are chiming in on our Facebook page or you're leaving us a message on the Phoenix line. Now, the Phoenix line is a -a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to leave a message on anything whatsoever, comments, questions, concerns by all means have at it that number is 855 phoenix radio that's 855 f-e-n-i-x r-d-o or 855-336-4973 again can be on any topic all we ask is that you keep it entertaining and we'll compile those together and put them out in a future show now it is the second segment of this show which means it's time for the entertainment news (laughs)
2: Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, August twenty-first, and I just want to say before I roll into the Filippo Fast Five, I just think we need a soundbite every time you say the Phoenix line. I like hear this Phoenix screech in my ear. That I, that I, if I can find it, something cool. But anyways, here nor there. Here's your Filippo Fast Five. Uh, Rachel McAdams ex- is expecting her second child at age forty-one didn't know she was 41 she looks great Uh, congratulations to her uh the masked singer season four has a twist this season fans will now vote and help determine a winner as it should have been from the beginning um surprisingly for a weird reality show show's not half bad surprisingly it's cheesy
1: haven't seen it myself
2: yeah no fans will definitely add to that so that's a good thing for fans of that show uh the cheers bar in boston is closing permanently due to the pandemic which is sad um obviously that bar inspired the tv show from the 80s cheers so that will be shutting down so if you're in the boston area check it out before it's gone uh the ranch star dax shepherd was seriously injured in a motorcycle crash last week um seems to be in good spirits but uh he has suffered lots of injuries, right, well. so, uh, Speedy Recoveries, Dax. And lastly, Tosh.0 oh, is ending at Comedy Central after 12 seasons. The last episode will air on November 24th.
0: Didn't even know that um, show was still on.
2: I didn't either, but uh, if you are a fan of that show, November 24th is the last one, so get a heck of a run. Yeah. So anyways, uh, moving on to the very bare minimum, it's a, it's a bare bones week day it's not a, a <laughs> bare bones day week. in entertainment i stayed up late trying to find stuff I was scraping the barrel so here we go ben affleck will play batman in the flash movie yes i said ben affleck will be batman again how is this possible just because there's a new batman movie starring robert pattinson coming out doesn't mean that mr affleck has retired the cowl for good a new report has said affleck will return as batman in the upcoming flash movie Vanity Fair um, is reporting that Affleck, who played Batman in Batman v Superman and Justice League, will return as Bruce Wayne for The Flash, starring Ezra Miller and helmed helmed by its director, oh, it director, Andy Muschietti. I probably butchered that. (laughs) Muschietti. Affleck will be the second Batman in talks of being in The Flash. After it reported that Michael Keaton, who played Batman in the Tim Burton movies, will reprise his movie for the role as well. So basically, what's going to be is uh, the Flash is going to go through the multiverse, and uh, it makes sense because Affleck and Ezra Miller had uh, interaction, obviously in Justice League and uh, Batman v Superman. So right. he had like that flashback scene. So that makes sense. It's good, con- you know, continuity there. Um, I would the yeah. Flash th-
0: I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw other versions of different characters popping up uh, throughout that movie as well. In fact, uh, Ezra Miller showed up in an episode of The Flash, the CW Flash, uh, as a multiverse uh, version of uh, that character as well.
2: I think that's really cool. This is actually the way DC needs to go um, with their movies. I think this is cool. You can still have a standalone Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, which, by the way, you go on there, if you look on the internet today or yesterday, they released the logo for the Batman. Oh, really? Which uh, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, if you guys tune into the Proton Pack, we'll talk about that. Um, You go to the Proton Pack page and see that. Shameless plug. Uh, But yeah, um, so the Flash movie will be coming out, and basically, um, in. Oh, it just talks about Flashpoint. Uh, The movie will be based on the Flashpoint storyline from DC Comics. So to update you, if you don't read DC Comics in Flashpoint, Barry Allen, who is the Flash, uses his powers to try and prevent his mother's murder. However, by doing so, he messes up with the timeline, creates an alternate alternate universe or future, which includes Thomas Wayne becoming Batman after the death of his son, Bruce, while Martha becomes the Joker. Ooh. Yep. The exact plot for The Flash is unknown still and given multiple past Batmans are reportedly returning, there's a chance this movie will diverge a little bit from the comics. So uh, DC fandom will be dropping this weekend, so um, they're expecting uh, some trailers and some news. So a little leakage before then, which I thought was pretty cool. Very cool. Um, now moving on to kind of a sad story, but there will be a documentary coming out about it. Yeah. Um, a uh, documentary sheds new light on Robin Williams' final months. One of my favorite uh, comedians. Um, unfortunately, too, yeah. uh, got depressed and took his own life. Um, but this new documentary that will be coming out shows his last few months. Um, uh, produced uh, by David E. Kelly, um, he said it's something was eroding within him. His impression of Robin Williams near the end of his life in a trailer for Robin's Wish, a new documentary about the comics' final months. Um, It was created by the late star's widow, Susan Schneider Williams, and Tyler Norwood. The film takes a closer look at at signs Robin was suffering from the incurable brain disease, diffuse Lewy body dementia, before he ended his life in August 2014 at age 63. Uh, My faith in him never left, but I saw morale crumbling, Sean Levy told Entertainment Tonight this week. Thinking back to his work on Robin's uh williams work on 2014's night at the museum the secret of the tomb which would be the star's last movie i saw the guy who wasn't himself and he thought that was unforgivable the director said sean also described how a month into the shoot it was clear to all of us on the set that something was going on with robin the oscar and cecile b demille award-winning actor was struggling in a way that he hadn't before to remember lines and to combine the right words with the performance sean said when robin would call me at 10 at night at two in the morning at four in the morning saying is it usable is any of this usable what's going on i would reassure him i would reassure him and so i said you are still you i know it the world knows it you just need to remember that so sadly robin's wish is out september 1st on demand Um, that might be kind of a hard one to watch, uh, an iconic actor kind of just going through, uh, that terrible disease, dementia, you know, it's just sad to see. I mean, it might be an interesting documentary. So fans of Robin Williams will want to check that out. Um, that'll be out September 1st. Yeah. And we're going to move on to some happier news. That was a sad one I had to scrape for. So let's move on to the happy and let's go, let's go tap into our childhood. Thundercats. Oh, Hulu is now streaming the original and the rebooted series. So, all hundred, yeah, boy, all 130 episodes of the 1985 Thundercats cartoon is available on Hulu, as well as the 26 episodes of the short lived 2011 reboot. The classic Thundercats series and its 2011 reboot are available on stream. On hulu well why would you write that twice i just said that. <laughs> sorry i read what's on the prompter kids thundercat Thanks, remains a beloved staple yeah i'm from burgundy the uh, <laughs> thundercat remains a beloved staple of 80s animation um its iconic intro sequence the show aired 130 episodes between 1985 to 1989 which by nature of broadcast syndication amounted to two seasons of television both available online The reboot series, while initially aiming for a 52-episode run, only produced a single 26-episode season before being canceled in 2013. Yet it retains a sizable fan base for its narrative and modernized changes to the source material. Um, The original original Thundercats follows a race of cat humanoids who flee their dying homeworld, Thundera, another planet called Third Earth, consisting of Lino, Tigra, Chitara, Panthro, Wily Cat, Wily Kit, and Snarf, the group must defend the legendary Sword of Omens, specifically the Eye of Thundera Stone that powers to it from the mutants of Plundar and the evil demon priest Mumbra. I, you know, I was a huge fan of the show as a kid, and I don't remember half those names. So Seriously? I guess oh. I'm going to have to dust it off, man. It's I know, like, you know, Snarf, Panthro, uh, Lino, uh, Tiger, and Cheetah. Uh, Ch- Chitara Chitara, <laughs> you know, I remember some of this, but I haven't seen this show since I was a little dude. so uh it's, it's worth going back. House. yeah, it's worth going back now, and
0: watching, and then we can, they would introduce new characters as uh, things went along, which uh, obviously was meant to sell more toys, but uh, for the longest time, it was hard to find. you know, it wasn't available yeah. on any of the streaming platforms, so this is definitely good news.
2: Yeah, it's out of nowhere. And that wasn't even my Good News Friday story, but there you go, all my geeky friends. And then lastly, because I think I've only got time for one more, so I'll slide the other for another day. Um, It looks like, and this just came out this morning, so I added to it, uh, the next season of DuckTales on Disney will feature an hour-long Darkwing Duck special because you deserve something special this year. This year, as reported by Nerdist, words are hard, sorry. Yep. And revealed by executive producer, writer, and story editor Frank Angones, Darkwing Duck fans, will be getting a treat in the next season. Um, It's titled, Let's Get Dangerous. So nothing more is about it other than uh, they will be doing a basically new Darkwing Duck in that style, which, ironically, isn't that how Darkwing Duck spun the first time? Yep. was in the original DuckTales. It kind of was a side story thing, and then... Uh, launch pad went out with him, and it became its own thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, maybe their hope is that the same thing will happen here. Now, he did appear in uh, some of the final episodes of the last season, Uh, but, uh, yeah, this new version of DuckTales is fantastic, even for adults. You know, if you've got kids, you can sit down and watch it with them. The humor is great, and then they've got these overarching story arcs, for lack of a better term, that uh, play out really well from season to season.
2: That's good. Well, and Disney Plus is where you can catch that, or if you have the Disney Channel, I'm yep. sure you can watch it there, too. Either way, that's your entertainment news. I had to scrape for those, but hopefully you found them entertaining. Let's roll on to the uh, 21st birthdays today.
1: It's my
2: birthday. birthday! All right, the birthdays for August 21st. Wake up! Put on 40 pounds of makeup! Serge Tinkin, uh, lead singer of System of a Down, 53. That was real terrible. I didn't give it enough gruff there. Yeah. Uh, Hayden. Oh, my gosh. I cannot say her name. It's always been hard. Panatier. Thank you. Yeah, I, that one's a tough one for me. But the beautiful actress is 31. She was from Heroes. She's in a lot of other stuff. Uh, football player Mike Evans. He's a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is 27. Who's um, going to be catching passes from Old Man Brady uh kim cattrell who played uh one of the naughty girls on sex in the city uh, i think samantha was who she played 64 she was also the mannequin in mannequin that's right uh carrie ann moss from uh, the matrix is 53 still looks pretty good uh jim mcmahon former quarterback of the 1984 chicago bears so do the bear shuffle bears one dog bears fusion bolt the lightning bolt the fastest man in the land he's 34 and that is your celebrity birthdays for <laughs> august 21st
0: right on well that does it for entertainment news when we come back uh we take you in on an up note it is good news everyone don't go anywhere we'll be right back <laughs>
1: Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed.
0: This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st. We are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you can't catch us in the morning, you can always catch us in the evening there. Now if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I can be reached at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with K, Phoenix with an F, Radio of course with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony Tony.SanFilippo that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo 81. Now being that it is Friday, we like to send you guys into the weekend on an up note with a segment we aptly call,
1: Good News Everyone! Ooh.
0: I know, I know. It's uh, it's one of those things that actually I look forward to each week. You know, there's so many pieces of bad news out there. There's politics where people on both sides are fighting and, and, and you know, uh, really just nasty, nasty to one another. And so we like to find stories of uh, good people doing good things and, of course, you know, relay them to you guys, the listeners, hopefully uh, brighten up your spirits a little bit. So, for instance... A Florida father has his nine-year-old son to thank for saving his life after he was involved in a serious diving accident while enjoying a day at the beach with his family. Asai Williams didn't hesitate to jump into the Santa Rose Sound on Saturday when he noticed that his dad, Josh Williams, had not emerged from the water after jumping in headfirst. After flipping his father over to ensure he didn't drown, Asai pulled Josh to shore. The Florida dad was later transported to the hospital where he is currently recovering from spinal fusion surgery. The father said, I am so grateful that Asai was there for him. Uh, nope, the mom said this. I'm so grateful that Asai was there for him because if he wasn't there, my husband probably wouldn't be here today. I said, uh, Asai's mom and Josh's wife, Audrey Williams, told the Pensacola News Journal. The fact that a nine-year-old thought so fast in thinking, oh, I got to help, I'm the only one here to help him, he brought him all the way back to shore all by himself. He's daddy's hero, that's for sure. The incident unfolded just before sunset as the Williams family, who recently moved to Florida from Georgia, was wrapping up their day at Quietwater Beach in Pensacola Beach. Uh, ooh, sorry. Sorry. It's making me scroll down. While Asai and Josh headed into the water to take one last swim together before leaving, Audrey said she was on the beach watching the couple's other two children. She said, I was up on the shore with these two younger ones. They were kind of playing around where the ferry dock's in, so it's about 15 feet deep right there. Then they went down a little bit further to the right and at the end, where it was a lot more shallow, they couldn't see the well. They couldn't see that well. Audrey recalled to the outlet how Asai jumped legs first into the water and then Josh dove in, but he had no idea that the water was so shallow beneath the surface. After a few seconds of Josh remaining under the water, Asai realized something was wrong. So uh, great story of quick thinking by a nine-year-old boy to help save his father's life. Uh, it is sad that uh, the father is still suffering from you know spinal fusion, had to go into surgery. But it goes to show, if, you, uh, if you're diving, definitely make sure you check the depth of the water, how uh, deep or shallow it is before diving in headfirst, or else, uh, you know, this guy may not have made it out without his nine-year-old son uh, there nearby. So uh, that is my good news, everyone. What about you, Tom?
2: You know what's funny is uh, that was the same one I had, too. That was the one I found. But was it really? While you're reading it, yeah. But while you're reading it, I found a different one. Okay. All right. um, I kind of scrolled through it. It's it's not as good as that one, but uh, that one was so good we both thought about <laughs> it. Um, so we're going to go on out to uh, this one is um, a Taco Bell employee saves man's life after he passed out in the drive-thru. Okay. Okay. Uh, So a Taco Bell employee is being praised for saving a man's life after he passed out and was unresponsive in the drive-thru line. Sonia Frazier, 37, was working her usual shift at the fast food joint in Clarksville, Tennessee last Wednesday when she and her coworkers noticed the drive-thru was dead stopped. One of my managers looked on the camera and saw a car was parked the wrong way, Frazier told Clarksville now. It looked like it rolled into the drive-thru line and blocking it. Jonathan, one of Fraser's co-workers, ran outside to investigate and discovered a man leaned over on the driver's seat in his van. As Fraser rushed out to help, she told another employee to call the ambulance. We opened the door and he was blue, she told the outlet. I told Jonathan to park the car and we both pulled him out and put him on the ground. I said to put him on his left side. His hands and fingertips were blue. I found a pulse, but it was real vague. Frazier told the outlet she that she previously worked as a home health care worker for six years and had taken multiple first aid courses for certification. And so she began giving the man CPR as they waited for the ambulance. And despite being extremely scared of COVID-19, Frazier said that she was determined to do what was needed to help save the man's life. I pulled his jaw down. He gasped. I kept talking to him. Frazier told the outlet. I think he quit saying Frazier told the outlet. Skip that one. I asked Jonathan to see if he had a license so I could call him by name. I kept calling him by his last name and talking to him. Once the ambulance arrived, the man had begun to show more color. He even grabbed onto one of the first responders' hands, much to the relief of Frazier. Later, Frazier managed to find the man on Facebook, and she reached out to him to make sure he was okay. I couldn't forget his face or name. He reached back out and said, thank you. He said he wanted to repay me, but this repayment is enough to know he's okay. I feel blessed. I feel I did what everybody would have done, and I didn't care about his race, politics, none of that. It never even crossed my line. It was his life, and he needed help.
0: Is that what Frazier told the outlet?
2: Yeah, like three times I <laughs> omitted. So if I just kept flowing, it's because it, it, like, every time it said, Frazier told the outlet, Frazier told the outlet. Um, this is going to tie into a drinking game topic we have later. Every time I read that article, it says, Frazier told the outlet,
0: take a shot exactly well i'd say that qualifies for good news everyone now that they say why he was blue was he choking on something was doesn't say
2: just huh. just the heroics part that's all it had um didn't give more detail than that
0: huh so not even a cautionary tale
2: yeah thanks thanks outlet
0: he wasn't choking on a chalupa or
2: no no well he didn't even make it to order oh okay. Yeah, I, like he was just in the drive-through line and he was already passed out, so, um, he, so he never got to. So he couldn't even make a joke. Like he ate a uh, chili cheese burrito with double beckers. No, like
0: Nope, so. didn't get to enjoy that chalupa, poor guy. But yeah. uh, luckily, Fraser was there to uh, help save his life, and uh, at least that's what she told the outlet.
2: <laughs> Fraser, <laughs> down goes Fraser. <laughs>
0: Well, folks, that does it for another Friday installment of Good News, Everyone! Make sure you guys tune in every Friday for a little bit of good news taking you guys into the weekend. Well, we're about to take you into the next commercial break, but when we come back, we have a segment called Caught Red-Handed. You won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few.
1: Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. We
0: are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to Americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 and all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now, this next segment is uh, titled, Caught Red-Handed obviously it's pretty self-explanatory uh not necessarily just with cheaters uh you know guys getting caught cheating on their girlfriends but people getting caught doing things that maybe they're not necessarily supposed to do a uh, like kid like a little kid kid in the cookie jar right
2: similar. was it was it me <laughs>
0: The problem is with uh, kids, you know, they'll try to lie there. Well, most adults will as well. But uh, yeah, in any well, case. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yes. Yes. Yes,
0: they do. <laughs> so before I get to the list, Tony, uh, any time in particular that uh, you know you've been caught for something, um, and again, doesn't have to be cheating. I know you're not that type of person, but, uh, you know, doing something you weren't supposed to be doing, and all of a sudden, somebody called you out on it.
2: Oh well, that's a that's a good one. Because uh, I was gonna say um, when I was dating, I was gonna use a funny one, but like I passed a, a a gnarly silent fart, and I tried to pass it off on the dog and say it wasn't me. I don't think she was buying it, but uh, it was pretty. It was pretty righteous.
0: Okay, All it was right.
2: I mean, it was braggadocious, but, it was, <laughs> yeah. uh, but as far as like yeah, doing something. Um, yeah, you know, we're all guilty of little white lies. Like, sometimes you want to hurt people's feelings and you say something. Uh, I I can't, in particular, think of a time I've done that recently, but I'm sure there's been a time where I've said something and somebody's like, oh, really? Well, you said earlier you were doing this. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's happened. But uh, I, I'll, I'll go with the fart one because it's funny.
0: The farts <laughs> are funny on a Friday. Well, I guess the good news oh, is... <laughs> <laughs> the good Excuse news me. the good news is that uh, you know there isn't anything in particular that comes to mind so uh, you're not hopefully guilty of anything that's over the top when it comes to no. doing something you weren't supposed to do
2: no I'm pretty boring man like I don't have any like scandals or crazy stuff in the closet nothing like that
0: yeah <laughs> Well, when it comes to doing something you're not supposed to do, uh, don't go around bragging about it. Obviously, there are ears and eyes everywhere. Um, you know, getting caught red-handed generally leads to cheaters, but not necessarily. But in this case, that is, I guess, the case. Twitter user Alexis JS says, Dear Hannah, the nursing student in Dallas, I heard your boyfriend at the taco stand this morning talking about how many times he's cheated on you since he's been back at Baylor. He's trash dump him. And of course she uh, responded back, I guess uh, either they knew each other or it's a small enough community. She responded back. I dumped him just to update everyone. So uh, yeah, you know, Twitter in the Twitterverse, people are connected. Information gets out.
2: Savage. Now did that guy get to defend himself and try to lie his way out of it?
0: That is a good question. Unfortunately, it doesn't say.
2: It doesn't say. It's just a simple, uh, oh my God, Sarah, I was down at the hot dog stand and I was drinking some lemonade while you were wearing your hot dog in a sticker. And then I noticed that Brad was cheating on you. That's why Brad was cheating on you with my sister Karen. <laughs> it's true. Trust me on Twitter.
0: Uh, if something like that's happening, get video. Video always uh, helps.
2: Yeah, or pictures. Like, go undercover, man. Undercover, yeah. brother.
0: Well, this person sister. did get a pic. Uh, wow, my brain is just.
2: Woo. Hey, it's it's Friday, man. It's early morning, man. Gears gotta go. Hour one, they gotta gel.
0: Yep. Anyway, this person did get a picture uh, calling this guy out. I mean, obviously by his face, says if this is your husband, I have endured a two-hour train ride from Philadelphia listening to this loser and his friends brag about their multiple affairs and how their wives are too stupid to catch on. Oh, please repost so again eyes and ears everywhere even if you don't know somebody that information gets out
2: that's glenn from the wedding singer He was banging people in the city and uh old julia gulia she ended up with robbie
0: <laughs> and that was before the age of the internet
2: yeah no i picture a guy like that you know scumbags like <laughs> i don't know i just i don't get that i just don't i'm not the type of dude i don't get it i don't like it <laughs>
0: Now, here's somebody who got caught for a different reason. Uh, they were on a uh, family group chat through a text chain and thought uh, they'd take an opportunity to take a really cute picture of their cat with their head uh, over the um, uh, the tablet. And the person who was reading something on the screen and thought, oh, this is going to be cute, going to send it off. You know, <laughs> I, I think my cat's reading. <laughs> Well, she didn't realize that uh, people could actually see what was being written on the screen or uh, actually yeah, more of a uh, book. And it ended up being one of those uh, uh, steamy books that uh, typically have uh, somebody like Fabio on the cover.
2: So she was uh, Detective Murtoff's wife, like has a separate name and writing some uh, love novels there. That's a Lethal Weapon reference if you follow that.
0: Exactly. I don't know if she's writing them, but she's definitely reading them. And, of course, she shared it to her entire family, so now they all know as well.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a little embarrassing. (laughs) Not something that's, like, bad, but it's it's embarrassing.
0: Oh, definitely. Speaking of embarrassing, there is uh, this student, Twitter user Eliza W. Smith, says, uh, I snuck out my phone during lecture and immediately received this cue the x-files theme and it's a uh, <laughs> a picture of uh, michael scott from the office it's an airdrop that pops up and it says professor donaldson's iphone would like to share a photo and the photo is michael scott leaning over and quietly saying i'll kill you
2: oh whoa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful with that airdrop, man. If you have it open to the public, like, uh, you can access, like, you literally, if people leave that open, you can send them whatever you want off the phone. They don't know how the heck it's coming. They'll just open the phone and go, all right. (laughs) I was once at a concert and somebody uh, airdropped the picture to me and I, and it just, and it shows like the little sample. It's like, do you want to accept this? And there's a little snippet of whatever it is. And somebody just flipping me off. I'm like, oh
0: cool <laughs> that's pretty cool. How about now? <laughs> now here's a question for you tony uh when you spot uh, either somebody you know a celebrity or maybe somebody's doing something that's just sort of out of the norm do you ever pull your phone out and, and quietly try to take a picture of what's going on
2: oh i do that often yeah i i'm a people watcher i try to catch that try to be as sly as possible um and in fear of like not getting caught um sometimes at work you catch uh, some amazing stuff like there was a dude the other day um he wore a women's th- a woman's thong on his face, <laughs> on his face. as a mask <laughs> dude it was we it was like the floss like went up his nose like it was bane oh you gotta you just gotta get imaginative with me got like a pink thong over his thing and we tried to catch it and be sliced so yeah, um celebrity wise. I definitely have probably been known to do that. Uh, You've been with, you and I have been to Vegas, and I was sitting there trying to catch Gloria Estefan.
0: I remember. (laughs)
2: What? What am I going to do with Gloria Estefan's picture? Come on, man. (laughs) Hang that crap? No. Mental memories. Mental memories. That's all I need. I remember it happened. You saw it. I saw it. Didn't need a picture.
0: That's all you need. all you need. I don't know if this guy is a celebrity, but it says uh, there's this woman who hilariously caught it or who was hilariously caught taking a picture of Niall DeMarco on the subway. Again, I don't know who Niall DeMarco is, but... Uh, I need that who button. Who? I know. Star-Lord,
2: Ooh. man. Need that. need that sound clip.
0: <laughs> but uh, she posted on his page, I think I saw you on E-Train last Sunday. If this is you, you are very handsome in person. And there's a picture of him sitting on the train. Well, he responded... Yes, I knew you were taking pics of me. Thank you, love. And he posted a picture of her taking a picture of him.
2: Oh, Inception. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. I have an Inception button, at least.
0: Mind-blowing. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oddly enough, I, I, and I don't know how it works out this way. So you mentioned Hayden Panettiere earlier from Heroes. Oh,
2: yes, yes
0: uh heroes may pop up in a future conversation here maybe in the next hour or so just a little drop in a little uh thing there but uh, zachary quinto who was also in heroes was caught yep was caught using a fake name at starbucks and then had to address it on late night with james corden so zachary quinto thinks he can come into my starbucks use the fake name josh for his order and not get recognized Girl, check your eyebrows. He's got some uh, eyebrows that uh, you don't forget.
2: <laughs> yeah, them them suckers are bushy, man. They have their own zip code. They're crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. I love that he uh, that he uh, totally uh, um, just used a fake name. Like they're not going to know who the hell that is.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, just own it. You know. It- yeah, he. There are some people, some celebrities that, you know, out in the wild, yeah, they're fairly innocuous. Not a guy like Zachary Quinto.
2: No, he stands out. He stands out. That's, that's Waldo. You, you spotted him.
0: <laughs> Speaking of getting caught, this is one that sort of reminds me of something you've done, Tom it says, I caught my <laughs> boyfriend photoshopping pictures of me making my boobs bigger and editing my face. Now, I know you've never done that for the boobs, but uh, I do recall a uh, a specific picture of you where, uh, for some unknown reason, Taylor Swift is hugging you.
2: Yes, yes. So there's an infamous picture. um, So what it is to set the audience up, and I I can share it on our Phoenix page if you ever want to see it. I don't know why you would, but if you do. um, So my best friend, well, my late best friend, Jeff, who had passed away, I had a real good picture of him and his wife, Stevie, there's me, and then there's old Tay Tay with their arm around me like this. <laughs> not that I was solo at the time; I was married, and I really liked that picture. And I really did not want my ex-wife's face there, so I got Tay Tay there, and I posted it. And it's amazing how many people comment, like, "Uh, is that Taylor Swift?" Like they were confused, like, "When did he hang out with Taylor Swift?" Like, first off. Taylor Swift is, like, too tall. She's not going to lean all the way over and hang on (laughs) on me. This is not going to happen. I'm not that famous for that. So, well, not only that, but it,
0: it was—I do—it was an okay a photo-shopping job, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know,
2: it wasn't absolutely no, perfect no, because it's like the way that the way the face was, and then if you look at the arms, I mean, obviously a little different. And uh, I just want to say, I it, if Tay Tay wanted to date me, I would date you, and I would let you write a bad song about me. I,
0: there you go. I would
2: like to be a breakup song. That would be okay. With
0: me. Well, with that said, we are headed into our long break, folks. Stick with us. We'll be back in about seven.
1: Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness.
0: And welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. We're in the second hour before the weekend, last show of the day. How you holding up?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. I wanted to just do a quick shout out to listener and my friend, Andrea Holmes. I'm going to try your ne- Nixia Zia Red. She works uh, for Young Living out in Maine. And she sent me this energy pouch. So I'm going to try that during hour two. I toss that there so I can look at the camera. And then I am doing good, but I also want to shout out to our last segment real quick. Uh, Mike and Lacey had chimed in. I got some texts. Um, so a guy in Kearney was bragging about people having a warrant. Someone called him in, and while he was bragging about the warrant, police arrived, confirmed the warrant, and gave him new bracelets and a ride to jail. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't brag about your warrants. And then they also said that Cole Sprouse um, has an Instagram page of all of him catching people taking his pick. It's called camera dude. Very so, cool. So some fun stuff from the last segment, but I'm doing good, Chris. I have made a smoothie. I'm in a Bronco cup. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I don't have a smoothie. I don't have an energy pouch, which I could probably use right now. You know, I, I often say that uh, my brain is about three steps ahead of my mouth. Today, I feel like my brain is just dragging ass. So, uh, I apologize to the listeners if I uh some words. But, uh, you know what? We're, we're doing the best we can, and we're still having fun in the meantime.
2: We're doing the best we ever did. Don't go away. <laughs> that
0: was terrible. All right.
2: Terrible. This is why I have a day job.
0: Well, you've got uh, technically two, two day jobs.
2: Technically technically two, yes.
0: Yep. But folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want you guys to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Today we are talking... Oh, I even got a sound bite. Hold on. Hold on. Woo. Hold on. Tony, I got a question for you. Do you want to play a game?
2: No, Jigsaw, you're freaking me out, man! Yeah, I want to play a game,
0: of course. Do you want to play a drinking game?
2: Heck yeah, that's why I got this pouch. Duh.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, the game we're talking about, we're talking drinking games, and the subject came up uh, yesterday during Florida Man, where uh, a Florida man got so drunk because he was so angry after hearing President Trump's speech that uh, he decided to uh, take off on his uh, golf cart, ended up getting pulled over after trying to evade police, And I thought, you know what? There's got to be some sort of Trump drinking game out there anyway. So I went through, I looked it up, and Tony, you do a pretty good Trump impression, so I'm going to need your help with this. This Somebody came up with a drinking game for his last State of the Union address and uh, offered up some tips on when to drink. And I would assume that uh, based on these, people got pretty sloshed. Uh, For instance, when Trump says, tremendous,
2: it's tremendous. I'm going to build a wall so huge. It's going to be excellent. It's very tremendous.
0: <laughs> well, in that case, you would have had to drink twice because uh, the other one is when Trump says wall.
2: Wall. Now, when he reelected, it's going to build a wall around Baby Yoda. Baby <laughs> Yoda it could be my VP. It could be real excellent. Or how about when Trump
0: says crisis?
2: It's going to be a crisis around the wall. It's going to be tremendous.
0: <laughs> you see, you're already getting really drunk. Uh, anytime Trump brings up an opponent.
2: um, I will beat everybody. I will beat the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Joe Biden, Willow, Kamala. It's huge. It's
0: tremendous. <laughs> I'm surpri- it's I'm surprised huge isn't on the list. Uh, how about when... Huge, Trump- draw, tremendous. <laughs> I'm doing the best i ever did what about when uh trump trump pulls a uh uh, uh oh, not bill o'brien but uh oh, i forgot the guy's name but uh he noticeably goes off of prompter
2: what was that <laughs> prompter <It's> tremendous huge <laughs> wall big
0: i'm gonna win And then my favorite, any time that the camera cuts to an unhappy Democrat, somebody sitting in with their arms crossed and pouting.
2: What was that? What was your question? What? It's been the best it's ever been. It's tremendous. It's tremendously huge. (laughs) It's war. Uh, The economy is good. It's very good. Build a wall. Uh, You know, I was on The Apprentice. It was huge. Huge show.
0: So that's one example of a drinking game that uh, exists here in the 21st century. Of course, you know, you may have one that uh, was a, a classic from college that you enjoyed playing. But ultimately, we do want to hear from you on what your favorite drinking game is. It could be something along this lines, could be uh, anything else. Maybe the weirder the better. But uh, give us a call. We're going to open up the phone lines now at 844 790 talk. That's 844 790 8255 with your favorite drinking game. Something that we can take into the weekend and have a little fun with. We are headed into our break. When we come back it's all about you guys the listeners. So give us a call now. We'll see you guys in a few.
1: Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit AmericaMatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show, and we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August twenty-first. We are in the middle of our call-in
0: topic, where we invite you guys, the callers, the listeners, the watchers, to call in at eight four four seven nine zero talk 844-790-8255, where we are asking. Do you want to play specifically a drinking game. We want to find out what your favorite drinking game is. Could be a classic. Could be something new. Could be something along the lines of what we were just talking about, Uh, maybe on the pop culture side that uh, you drink every time somebody does something that's fairly common. For instance, with the uh, Trump state of the union uh, drinking game that we rolled out uh, here in the last segment. But uh, we want to know uh, what gets you going. Obviously, we're headed into the weekend. It's time for people to let loose a little bit. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, obviously, alcoholism is a, a big thing out there. And, and uh, you know, if it's something that you suffer from, I certainly wouldn't recommend doing any of these. Do a, do a soda
2: shot. Like when I was a kid, my sister and I used to do shots of Pepsi and, and or Coke, whatever was in the house. Uh, every time my dad said the F word, he said the F word more than Ozzy Osborne, so <laughs> and that, that's fun fudge, fiddlesticks, you know none of those. It's uh, definitely the FCC. I can't say a word right. But my sister and I would sit there and literally go,
0: maybe part- sugar
2: buzz. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe part of the reason you got hooked on uh, Diet Dr Pepper later in life.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was a there was a reason why I ballooned up. At one point in life, when the joblies got jobly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> jobly joblies.
0: <laughs> well, while we're waiting for people to pitch in, again, give us a call at 844 790 TALK, 844 790 8255, with your favorite I've- drinking game. You can also chime in on our Facebook page as well. Um, before I get to a list of some of them, uh, Tony, uh, any interaction from folks?
2: Yes, sir. I've got one from our friends in Nebraska, the Yandras. Uh, it is uh, called King's Cup, and uh, it's uh, and they played a lot of King's Cup and Holes. I don't know what that is, and there's a days of Confused drinking game they played. So, Mike, Lacey, chime in. Let me know how to describe that to the audience, and I will read it when I see the text, so. Very cool. Because yes. I, I don't know what that is. Do you know what King's Cup is?
0: I don't either. In fact, uh, this uh, article that I pulled up makes reference to it, but it doesn't specifically tell what it is, unlike uh, the other games that they've listed. For instance, uh, one of them is called Paranoia. It says, Paranoia might not make you many friends, but it will make everyone nice and merry quicker than you'd think and you'll be surprised how nosy you really are too. Players take it in turn to whisper questions to each other, but the responder has to say the answer out loud. If one of the players can't take the suspense and wants to know what the question was, they have to drink to earn the knowledge. Even the most laid-back of people generally crack at least once. A more savage twist on paranoia is person paranoia, where the answer to the question has to be a person in the room. And the person answering the question has to drink at their answer. Want to know what the question was? Simply drink. Sounds like a fun game, especially if you're uh, getting to know people a little bit uh, more intimately.
2: Yeah, I like that. It's, I've never heard of that. It's, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun, uh, good interaction, uh, drinking game. Yep. Um, still no chime-ins right now. so.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, my go-to in college was either quarters or beer pong.
2: Yeah, we would do, um, you know, I didn't go to college other than W and C, -C, but I partook in a lot of um, partay drinking games in my day. Um, uh, Beer pong was definitely always a go to. I mean, that's pretty, I think everybody's kind of stellar game with that, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's an oldie but a goodie. All right, this next one. Hopefully, I don't Filippo it because if I do, there is a chance that uh, I'll have to use the dump bu- button. It's called Fuzzy Duck. It says an oldie but a goodie. This game is a good one for a low maintenance household, as it requires literally no equipment but your own voices. Sit everyone in a circle and say Fuzzy Duck to the person to your left. Continue the pattern until someone chooses to say does he to which the player on the right has to respond ducky fuzz and then the game continues in the opposite direction with everyone saying ducky fuzz until someone says does he again and the direction switches and it's back to fuzzy duck again got that whenever someone fluffs their lines they have to drink it'll happen surprisingly quickly uh, especially when you do have some alcohol in your system luckily i didn't uh, fuzzy duck up any lines and uh won't have to use that dump but
2: yeah that's uh that's not what i'm going to even mock or mimic on the show because i am not going to slip because <laughs> i'm in that mind state where i'm a little on that tired goofy side where i could easily drop that and uh I'm keeping my FCC record, my radio record clean of that (laughs) one.
0: But not the S-bomb.
2: No, I'm still shooting not to do that anymore. I'm I'm at three in my career. Two on the show, one on pop culture, kaboom. There you go. I win, kaboom. Um, You know, another one, which is not really so much a a drinking game, but... um, We definitely drank a lot to just play this game in a group to get the, you know, which was rock band. We used to have uh, rock band parties, you know, like we'd have the group come over Um, because you had to have the one person that had to drink to have the courage to sing, even though it was like in a group of your friends. Yeah, obviously no one could sing. So obviously the more everybody drank, the better that person sounded and the liquid courage always was good. So you could get up and do karaoke or something
0: fair enough. And folks, we are inviting you to call in again 844-790-8255, 844-790 talk. We are asking Do you play a game? Spe- specifically drinking games. So uh, chime in with your favorite or maybe you've played one of the ones that uh, we've listed here. For instance, cup stack. Says put lots of stackable cups in the middle of a table. Say double the amount of people playing all with a couple of inches of alcohol in them apart from two cups. Everybody stands around the table with ping pong balls equidistant apart. So if there are ten of you, player one and player five has one. Starting with player one and player five, who also have the empty cups take it in turns to bounce the ping pong ball on the table and into the cup before passing the cup and ball clockwise onto the next person to do the same thing. If one cup catches up with the other, the person who gets the ball in must stack their cup in the other cup and pass it on. So the person who was too slow to bounce their ball in must drink from the middle. To create another cup in circulation, keep going until there are no more cups left in the middle, and the cup stacks going around the outside are about ten cups high. Sounds like a lot of rules, especially if you're drinking. I don't know if I could keep that one straight.
2: No, that one would be tough. And I was actually I had to look up what kings was since uh, they didn't chime in. Oh, uh, so I'm going to read you the rules of kings if we got a minute.
0: By all uh, means.
2: Okay, so the rules for kings. Um, it it looks like you play with just spades or uh, diamonds, excuse me. So all your, it's a card game. Everything's in diamonds. Um, waterfall, all players start drinking. So if you draw the ACE of diamonds, it's called a waterfall. So all players start drinking. The person who drew the card can stop whenever he or she wants. Everybody else can stop when it just says when the, which makes no sense. You draw two of diamonds, two of you pick someone to drink two. Uh, if you draw three diamonds, you drink three, uh, four diamonds is all the guys drink five, give out five drinks, six ladies drink seven, start with you move to the left count. Whenever the number is multiple of seven or has the number of seven in it. And you take seven drinks, number eight, pick a drinking buddy. Whenever you drink, they drink two, nine cheers. Everybody drinks. Ten diamonds. Um, it's called the Thumb Master. When you like...
0: On <laughs> Was this that your nickname in college, Tone?
2: The Master! I don't know. The Thumb Master. Whenever you like on this turn, thumb on the table, last person to do so. Drinks? Okay, so you have to put your thumb on there, and the last person to take their thumb off has to drink. Uh, if you get a one-a-diamond, make a rule-up for the game. A queen is... When someone answers a question, they drink. The last person who draws a queen is the question master. And then a king pours some of your drink into the king's cup. The last person to draw a king drinks the entire cup. So hence, that's probably why it's called king's cup.
0: I feel like I would need a reference manual just to uh, keep track of all that.
2: Yeah, it's tough. And Lacey chimed in. She was on the phone with her friend. Uh, She said, we played with all cards. There are a lot of different versions. Um, I'd have to try it. I it, like just reading that sounded a little complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think when it comes to drinking games, maybe the simpler the better. So uh, again, feel free to chime in, uh, like the yonkers have, uh, maybe on the digital side. But we always appreciate a call at eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Do you want to play a game? Woo! For, for instance, uh, there's a game called Where's the Water. If you can handle your tequila and bluff like a champ, this is the game for you. It's a roulette-style situation where you line up a selection of various shot glasses and fill some with clear spirits, like vodka, and others with water. Each player then has to take turns to choose and drink a shot and say, mmm, water, in their most convincing voice. If you call them out and say they're lying, and you're right, they drink another. But if you're wrong, the shot's on you. I like that one.
2: Yeah, that one, that's a good one.
0: It's quick, it's simple, it uh, finds out who the best BS artist in your group is. Um, It's something I could get behind.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And then finally, uh, before we head into the break, we ask again, Do you want to play a game? This one is called Bob. Bob. Another excellent pre- another excellent premise that requires no setup whatsoever. The only rule to this tricksy little game is that you must add the name Bob to anyone's name whenever you address them, for example, instead of saying "Sarah, can you pour me another glass?" you would have to say, "Bob Sarah, can you pour me another glass?" It might sound basic, but we bet you good money you'll slip up at least once and you forfeit uh, for forgetting. A set amount of fingers of your drink, you decide how brave you're feeling. Um, I don't know about that one.
2: What do you think, Bob Tony? Nah, I don't think I would do Bob. I had uh, two more chime-ins, and then I know we got to wrap it up. Uh, uh, Lacey had a game called There's Always Never Have I Ever, which is real simple. It's a classic. That, That one's always a pretty classic one. And then Flip cup
0: okay Uh, another good classic go
2: through and race yeah and you have to like flip the cup over and over until it lands and then go through that that was a fun one too i have played both of those um both great suggestions from uh a few of our listeners there so thanks for the participation on the phoenix page
0: very cool and uh you know if you're feeling really brave i've even seen uh drinking game relay races that uh Have multiple games all in one, and you can do it uh, with a big group from person to person. uh,
2: Dude, I did that in the Bahamas back in 2004. That was the night where I ended up in the bathroom or the living room or that room, (laughs) that infamous one that I could share on the air that one time at the early part of the Phoenix radio show. Oh, yeah. Back in May. Did, yeah, that's, where, that's how that started.
0: Did that's not where, end well. well. hope No, it did not. Hopefully, folks, we gave you some ideas going into the weekend. We are going into our next break, but when we come back, we've got a segment called Jump the Shark. If you know what it is, then you know where we're going. See you guys in a few.
1: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August
0: 21st. Now, we mention it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24 hour day, seven day a week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're catching our last segment about drinking games in a replay and you'd like to chime in. Well, that's exactly what the Phoenix Line is for. Again, no human interaction. You leave a message after the beep, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. I listen to every single message, so uh, make sure at least what you're saying is uh, audible too. We had uh, a few I had to throw out on the last one that uh, couldn't make out what they were saying. The phone was cutting out, so uh, just make sure you have a good phone connection.
2: Yeah, and make sure you're not walking around with a microphone. Tony. Yeah, doing that.
0: (laughs) Well, in this segment, I wanted to talk about a phenomenon that occurs in uh, mostly television shows, and uh, Tony and I are big entertainment guys. We love TV. We love movies, and it's a phenomenon known as Jumping the Shark. Now, Tony, do you know where that phrase comes from originally?
2: Um, yeah, it comes from uh, happy days, the fawns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, he yeah, literally was jumping the shark.
0: Exactly. So uh, jumping the shark means when a uh, TV show takes a turn, whether it's uh, mid-season, uh, going from one season to the next, you've got uh, you know new writers who come in. But essentially, it is the point in a TV show where it becomes unrepairable and ultimately leads to its demise. As you mentioned, Happy Days is where that uh, phrase comes from. Season 5 of Happy Days saw Fonzie literally jumping over a shark, a moment so absurd that critics were left asking whether the writers had run out of material. The moment became the turning point for Happy Days as the quality gradually began to decline, the inclination of which got steeper after Ron Howard left after Season 7. So, uh, over the years, many TV shows have, quote-unquote, jumped the shark, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, many have never recovered. One of my favorite shows, I know a show you enjoy, uh, Parks and Recreation, was a victim of this. Yeah. Yeah. Parks and Recreation's sixth season was filmed while Chris Pratt was on the cusp of becoming a global megastar. To keep him involved, the crew had to head to where the actor was filming his other, bigger projects. Hence, the season begins with a double episode in London, where he was filming Guardians of the Galaxy. That season also saw Rob Lowe and Rashida Jones leave the show, leading to some patches that were never really covered over. Still, the final episode was a delight, with Amy Poehler's Leslie Knope meeting Michelle Obama and getting her dream job in Pawnee, but they never made a seventh completely unnecessary... Oh, uh, but they even made a seventh completely unnecessary season a few years later, which we should all forget exists. Yeah, that seventh season was weird. It jumped forward in time. I didn't totally get it, but uh, yeah, I think that was really sort of the turning point for that show.
2: Yeah, it's always a bummer when... uh... You know, some of the favorite key actors or characters in the show, they go on to do bit bigger, and better things. I get that um, as they should. You know, it's always a good starting point for somebody. But, you know, the show suffers from it, especially when you try to rope them back in and there's loose ends. It's it's always eh, not as good.
0: Exactly. Now, we mentioned a little bit earlier, it's uh, strange how sometimes things unintentionally sort of line up in the show. You know, you were talking it was Hayden Panettiere's birthday, then we brought up Zachary Quinto. Well, now Heroes is a victim of jumping the shark. Thanks to stellar reviews and enticing advertising, Heroes quickly became one of the most popular shows on television in 2006. However, while the charming first season... Which centered on a group of people coming to terms with their superhuman powers was a fast-paced, addictive ride. The second was a meandering mess. The first few episodes episodes contained so much filler that viewers turned off in their droves. Um, boy. They need to uh, write this a little bit better. Season 3 fared no better, and by the conclusion of Season 4, only 4.41 million people were still watching, down from the 16.97 million who watched the Season 2 premiere. Um, I don't know. I still enjoyed Season 2. I think when they went to the, the carnival, that uh, I think that was Season 4, is where I started losing interest
2: yeah it was one of those that definitely you know the first couple seasons were really great. Um, the guy with the rim horn you know the man with the rim horn glasses and then all the backstories you know that whole first season was great learning who these characters were and then how they interact in season two. but yeah when they started getting to that time traveling like samurai stuff I started to lose a little interest in that.
0: yeah, yeah. So it
2: could have been like three or four for sure.
0: Well, moving on to shows that jumped the shark, here's another classic show. The team behind Dallas were so desperate to bring back Patrick Duffy's character, Bobby Ewing, that they made the entire ninth season one long dream sequence. Of course, they had initially not known the entire uh, season would be a dream, as Duffy had voluntarily left to pursue other acting jobs. Obviously, things did not go well for the actor, and the writing team put him back into the show, at the expense of viewers who felt understandably shortchanged by the events of 31 episodes being reversed. Note for TV writers, it was all a dream is not a good TV trope. And of course, people still play on that uh, all the time uh I was gonna say
2: was it family guy or was it uh something where they actually showed a clip of Patrick Duffy goes whoa it was all a dream <laughs> I, I didn't know that's what that was from but I remember seeing because I remember Patrick Duffy more from step by step more than I would Dallas I never watched Dallas as a kid my my grandma did I did
0: yeah I'm well, in the so same I remember I'm in the same boat there but uh yeah but
2: I, I have I have seen that sequence, and I could have sworn it was in a Family Guy episode. I could be wrong on that, but.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. Because it was
2: like actually a live action sequence in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: All right, moving on with shows that jump the shark. That 70s show arguably had multiple jump oh, yeah. the shark moments throughout its run. One such moment was when the writers introduced Brooke, who fell pregnant after a one-night stand with Ashton Kutcher's Michael Kelso. The setup was merely a ploy to enable Kutcher to leave the show at the end of the season. Then there was the surprising revelation that Danny Masterson's Stephen Hyde had two fathers, but perhaps the moment that best signals the show's downward spiral is when they decided to switch the actor who played Laurie Foreman. After Lisa Robin Kelly had played Foreman for five seasons, Uh, five seasons, the showrunners unexpectedly and without explanation brought in Christina Moore to take over the character. Um, And I think it was because uh, Lisa Robin Kelly was arrested for meth charges. Yeah, uh, she was
2: on drugs, yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, there were multiple times when uh, Topher Grace left and they brought in
2: uh, um, Seth Seth Meyers. Brother, Yeah. yeah. I hated that character, Randy. He was terrible. Yeah. And the, and the way that ended too, like when they hyped it up and they brought Eric Foreman back at the end, sorry, spoiler alert, he was there for five seconds and it didn't tie anything up. Say woo! Yeah, I I was just like, oh man. Like that show was about Topher Gr- It just was weird watching the gang go over to his house and still ride, ride in the Vista Cruiser and still interact with his parents, but they never mentioned him.
0: Right. It was weird. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, the whole last season was strange.
0: To be fair... You and I, Tony, we visit with uh, our friend Adam's mom and dad probably uh, more often than seeing him. So,
2: this is true, but I mean, in TV show sense, where people are watching it all the time, it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around.
0: True. True. All right, moving on with shows that jumped the shark. Two and a Half Men was for a long time one of the most watched TV series in all of the U.S. Why exactly? Well, that would be likely uh, or that likely would be down to Charlie Sheen, whose obnoxious heightened version of himself, his character's name also Charlie, charmed the nation. Sheen's private life, though, soon outdid his fictional counterpart with the actor going into rehab and making headlines with his bizarre rants. Winning, tiger blood, the network took notice and replaced Sheen with Ashton Kutcher, whose naive shtick never quite worked. And uh, I couldn't get into those later episodes; they were just pretty terrible.
2: It wasn't. It wasn't good. And the way they went about it was, he was about to get married, and then he got left at the altar. So he got drunk and ended up in the ocean and decided to buy Charlie's house. But since John Cryer lived there, um, which he played Alan, right? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, and so. He didn't want to kick him out. So he let Allen be his roommate. And that's how they still got to be two and a half men. Stupid. It's one of those, unfortunately, you know, the show was just good. Um, I agree. Lacey. I I still liked it, but John, but you like John Cryer. John Cryer was good, but he was still the Moochie Allen. He played the same, but it did lose that, that factor, you know, but also the show was kind of getting long in the tooth. Like, how long can Charlie in the bowling shirt go out on all these dates and womanize? And right, stuff, right. It's exactly. like the same episode. Yeah,
0: over and over and over again.
2: Oh and, yeah, and the kid left too. She mentioned that the kid did leave. Right. So it was really just two men. It was, <laughs> yeah. <it> was-
0: <laughs> and then finally, before we go to the break, this is one of Tony's favorite shows of all time, and we'll get a, a quick thought from you uh, if you agree at the end before we head to the break. But uh, The Simpsons. So the famous, Br- famous British Simpsons po- did it. Yep, Famous British poet John Cooper Clark has argued many times that The Simpsons was one of the best shows on television. He said there is no better spokesperson for the modern proletarian male than Homer J. Simpson. Clark was likely referring to only the first dozen or so seasons of The Simpsons, as since then the animated show about the eponymous blue-collar family has suffered in its attempts to remain quite as relevant and funny season 30 as a result contains the least watched episode of the Simpsons ever less than 2 million tuned into the episode. I'm dancing as fat as I can guest starring Netflix boss, Ted Sarandos. Do you agree tone?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I love the Simpsons. I always will. Um, but it's, it's time to end it. It's especially now that, uh, like Hank Azaria and, uh, Harry Shearer can't do their characters. Um, yeah it's time to it's time to wrap it up it, it deserves to end it's it's too long in the tooth at this point absolutely i stopped watching like mid mid-20s or something like that. i don't know all right i i, I yeah i kind of fell out of it because again i mean keep it maybe around for the halloween specials those are always great yeah just
0: just do some one-offs but folks that does it for our discussion about shows that jump the shark of course if there is a show that you feel jumped the shark always chime in either on the phoenix line or on our facebook page when we come back it is the final segment of the final episode of this week we've got this day in history don't go anywhere
1: Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now, back to the show. We made it, folks. It's the end of the week. It's the end of the show.
0: Thank you for sticking with us. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, August 21st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to Americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a
2: god? No, but I am a key master. Ooh,
0: who's the gatekeeper? Ooh, Tay-Tay. Ooh, I like it. Folks, while you're there, <laughs> be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know what you think. And tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Care Bear Stare. Yay! Well, being that it is the final segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we're going to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh as well. It is this day in history. The globe for the stories that turned the world
1: on its head. This day in history with your on the, top of the
0: Christian Phoenix. <laughs> I
2: was uh, not expecting that. Oh,
0: I knew you'd get a kick out of that.
2: Oh, my gosh. I was waiting for that, Christian Phoenix. Nice.
0: <laughs> we were having some fun with uh, Siri yesterday and uh, got a nice little sound bite from her to uh, help out with that uh, intro a little bit. So uh, I'm glad. Oh, I like
2: it. I, I like
0: it. I'm glad we got your genuine response. All right. This yeah. day in history, really the only reason I'm reading this is because it is filled with fun names to say. Hopefully I don't flip them. This day in 1264, Kublai Khan accepts the surrender of his younger brother, Eric Bokeh at Xanadu at the end of the Mongol Civil War. It's like the uh, Mad Libs of fun words to say.
2: Absolutely.
0: This, this next
2: yeah, is delayed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this next one I'm only reading because the picture of this guy has the most badass hat I've ever seen. Sweet! This day in 1541, Ottoman Turks under Suleiman the Magnificent captured Buda, the capital of the Hungarian Kingdom, and go on to dominate Central Hungary for 150 years. And this guy has a turban that's about uh, eight times the size of his actual head. It is massive. <laughs> nothing to contribute to that one, Tone?
2: It's the dong dong. Right. Badass hat. You you had me at the badass, the bad-ass hat. Yeah. <laughs> Quark the hat there, Christian Phoenix. I said, well, It was so big, the turban you never saw. I started in the war on this day. It was awesome. See? <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. It had nothing to do with my time period, see?
0: <laughs> this thing yeah. a- This day in 1772, King Gustav III of Sweden completes a coup d'etat by adopting a new constitution and installing himself as as the enlightened despot, ending 50 years of parliamentary rule. Again, that was Sweden. Don't know much about Gustav, but, uh, yeah, he looks like... uh,
2: yeah, cool my name guy. is Gustav and today is my day. Today we do everything my way. We eat chocolate and we drink Swiss Miss. Yeah. I okay. we didn't
0: I'm surprised we didn't get a horky borky uh, Swedish chef from you today.
2: Boom boom you mean Swiss this day, 18- Ask and you shall
0: receive. Right on. This day in 1831, former slave Nat Turner leads an uprising against slavery. So, uh, good on you, Nat Turner. I don't know where that took place, but uh, anything against yeah. slavery is fine by my book. Screw
2: you guys. I'm going home. I am not doing this no more. No, I'm not. I'm done.
0: I'm out. Speaking of rise be- against. Speaking of being out this day, in 1911, the Mona Lisa was stolen from the Louvre by Vin- uh, Vincenzo Perugia and was later Marisa. recovered in 1913. I-, I would imagine that's been stolen a few times.
2: Oh, absolutely. <gasps> Wait, Mona Lisa's hot. Like I'd swipe right.
0: Really? You think so? No. Okay. <laughs> She's
2: got RBF, man. She's the original RBF.
0: You're right. She does.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know what RBF is, Google it.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, a name that comes up every once in a while. This day in 1931, Yankee slugger Babe Ruth becomes the first MLB player to hit 600 career home runs as New York defeats the St. Louis Browns 11-7 at Sportsman's Park.
2: St. Louis Browns. I didn't know that the Cardinals were the Browns. Uh, Their well, St. Louis had the Browns before the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. You know, what I was learned, it?
2: I learned a lot of like old school baseball history from you on this day. Like, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I'm like a big baseball guy. I didn't know.
0: Like the Philadelphia A's had no idea.
2: Yeah, I had no idea until we did uh, this day in history a week or two ago. But th- that's awesome. No surprise because Babe Ruth was the freaking man, dude.
0: Oh, totally. Um, a, a guy who would walk out on field with a, a cigar in his mouth. I mean.
2: Dude. Couldn't pull that off today. You ever wonder like. Uh, Jay Cutler
0: yeah, tried. Uh, huh. <laughs>
2: That's true. Ah, smoking Joe. Smoking <laughs> Jay Cutler. We're <laughs> oh, back to that Dan Frazier from earlier. Down goes Frazier, says the report. <laughs>
0: Ah, this day in 1942, one of the saddest movies of all time, Walt Disney's animated movie Bambi, based on the book by Felix Salton, is released. And uh, I'd say that that and then the movie Up have probably the most upsetting opening sequences of any Disney yeah. movies.
2: Up was definitely sad. I, you know, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but as a kid, I, I didn't really grasp with Bambi. I didn't, I didn't. Maybe I was too young. Like, yeah, mom gets shot, dear, but I didn't really put that. Because you, you think, too, another sad moment in Disney history uh, was uh, when Scar threw Mufasa off that thing, and then Simba had to watch. I was pretty yep, rough.
1: That was. I mean, I was
2: more of age to relate to that than I was Bambi back in the day. Just saying.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, you know. Uh,
2: and Bambi's a classic. I ain't crapping on it, you know.
0: No. I was a big no. fan of Thumper. In fact, I'm surprised yep, we, yep, have, yep. we haven't seen a live-action version of it yet.
2: No, I don't think we need to. I think there is already a movie. It's called The Deer Hunter. That warrants crickets. That was not a good joke. Well, and that's a, I, 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 that just wasn't good.
1: Was
0: very different movie. <laughs> you got a purty <laughs> mouth. Uh, the, oh. This next one, the... I, Tells you don't always trust the uh, headlines. The headline says pirate attack. And I was like, ooh. Well, wow. this day in 1980, Linda Ronstadt opens in Pirates of Pensance on Broadway. So it wasn't really a pirate attack. It was, you know, singer Linda Ronstadt going to
2: Broadway. <laughs> Linda Ronstadt is performing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and my mates, we abandoned ship and we attacked the Linda Ronstadt show.
0: Yeah. Boy, So this next my one pirate
2: sucks today. It's it, not as good as it normally is. It's pretty crappy. Not great. I'm gonna, no. Not, it's not great. My best today. pirate. Nope. Nope.
0: We mentioned this one taking off yesterday, but this day in 1989, the Voyager 2 begins a flyby of planet Neptune on the way to Uranus. Tony.
2: Oh, uh, you said Neptune. <laughs>
0: Put it in Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, this day in 2019, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is named the highest-paid actor for a second year in a row, earning 89.4 million dollars.
2: In millions and millions, this is his. And he just got the for the third year in a row. He just got it too, didn't
1: he? I think he probably was on
2: this day last week. I think that made the entertainment news. I used to have a rock uh, soundbite, but I don't have it anymore. Anyways, I guess it just doesn't... It doesn't matter if I have a rock (laughs) soundbite.
0: Before we head into the weekend, folks, we're going to run down some holidays today. Today is National Brazilian Blowout Day, something that neither Tony and I need, (laughs) but we could use National Men's Grooming Day. That would be for us.
2: You can always do that, yep.
0: Hopefully, some uh, National Senior Citizens Day folks are enjoying some National Spumoni Day as well. I'm going to j- enjoy some Spumoni later on, but uh, folks, that doesn't. For- hey, uh, real quick with the Spumoni. Better hurry. Say
2: your goodbyes. All right, go, go, quick, quick. I was at a restaurant in San Diego called San Filippo's, and I and I was like, "What's Spumoni?" And the Italian says, "If you have to ask, you never know." That's Spumoni. And that's See you it. Later.
0: See you, folks.